With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. The booger of the nine teams with new head coaches, which one has the best chance to make the playoffs next season? Kev, I think it's the Minnesota Vikings. And if you look at Kevin O'Connell, like he's got to be salivating like your stylist when, when he sees your hair because he knows he's got a plethora of things to work with. If you look at Minnesota, you got Kirk Cousins, you got Dalvin Cook, you got Justin Jefferson, you got Adam Thielen, you got so many weapons. Now you put a guy that's been that Sean McVay offense, you bring him into Minnesota, and now you have an opportunity to tutor Kirk Cousins. And welcome in to uh, Purple Access, which, of course, is part of the Purple Daily family. Zolgad, Chip Scoggin, Star Tribune sports columnist, Declan Goff, executive producing, as always, brought to you by our friends at Surly Brewing. Surly is, well, as Chip and I both say, it's the best beer in town. Might be the best beer in the whole doggone world. TCL televisions as well. Enjoy more. Enjoy your sports with a TCL, the ultimate in sports experience, is watching a game on a TCL TV. All right, Chip Scoggins. Let's start with what Booger said right there. Do you agree that the Vikings of the nine uh, coaches that we're going to see on sidelines who will be new come next September, do you agree that the Vikings should be atop that list of playoff teams? Um, so that was he, – he asked him which team – which of the nine, nine should be playoff teams? Not yet. Well, no, he, he said which has the best chance. So, best so chance. Of the jobs, which one is the most – is the template? So we had – what do we have? We have the Bears. We you got you got the, the Dolphins. Broncos, the Dolphins. Dolphins. Are Brian Flores. Dolph- nice job. Yeah. Well, the NFL so screwed up. The Broncos you know. are intriguing. The, the Broncos. Yeah. I. I. I don't know. Why I agree with them. I don't know that I agree with that because I think they have so much work to do defensively. Yep. To just get back to average. Um. And. You know. What did you, tell me what you're doing at quarterback, and then I think I can probably answer that a little bit better. But um, juicy. But it, you know, it is interesting that, and I've been saying this for a long time now. When when people look at the Vikings, they tend to look at the top five and not the full fifty three. Yes, because you see, oh my gosh, Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, yes, Adam Thielen, Daniel Hunter, Harrison Smith. I mean, you look at their stars, and you think this team is. Should be really good, yep. but I think if you really sit down and analyze their their fifty three, you realize there's a lot of holes in there and a lot of work they have to, to do. The defense too, uh, it's certainly been discussed and it should be, but the defense to what you're talking about was really bad. 
Like, yeah. like, like it wasn't like, well, I think if you just tweak this here, um, the defense personnel, I mean, Chip, the last two years, they couldn't stop the run. Mm-hmm. And, and if you can't stop the run, you're done. And so, so despite, like, despite making a bunch of free agents, exactly uh, moves to stop the run. That was exactly. like their whole focus. It, right. So I, I don't agree because I think that the Vikings, and this is to me, not, not bad. I think that there is some very necessary reconstruction to do. So, so like, I don't think O'Connell is just going to step in and be like, okay, yeah, yeah. Crazy. This thing's great. Set to go. You're right. They've got some very good players and, and some talented players, but as far as the entire roster goes and the depth chart goes, um, among the, the nine teams that change coaches, I wouldn't put the Vikings in the top three, like as far as the whole thing. I'd yeah, I think a lot Denver, of it. Miami, I mean, there's a. a yeah, few. I think a lot of it, they look at uh, their offensive skill positions and then also under the assumption they keep Kirk Cousins, which I think at this point probably is the right assumption. Um, I, I, I think I lean more and more that, that O'Connell will want to either play it out this year or more likely extend him a couple years to get that cap number down and then just try to, uh, you know, whether you're drafting a guy this year, next year, whatever, get to do sort of what green Bay did, but it is interesting. I was looking at the, the Vikings sent out their, um, their coaching staff, the the hires Judd, boy, he put a lot of experienced coaches on that defense, Mm -hmm. right? Donatel, Mm -hmm. Mike Patton, the defensive line coach that's coming over from the bears. Looks like he's been, uh, his name for is slipping my mind now. Um, Rumpf, think his name um but i was, I was looking at his bio right yeah sounds like he's been a chris defensive Rump. line coach chris Rump, yeah sounds like he's been a, a defensive line coach for a long time so uh smart move it's not not a surprise i think we've talked about that that they would probably really get some experienced veteran coaches over there um and the mike Petton hire is interesting i mean he's just assistant coach assistant to the head coach right is he yes is he's not coaching a position is he no. gonna I'm curious to see like what that entails. Yeah, and and are, are he and Ed gonna clash a little bit? I mean, like like they both will probably want to play the three four, but there's definitely yeah. different permeations of that defense. So yeah, it's an interesting move, and um, that see so so with Petten and and Ed, it seems like a lot of potential cooks in, in the kitchen. So I'm curious if they already established that they basically won the same version of the three, four or what the yeah. thinking is there. Well, is, is Petten, I mean, Don tells the, the defense coordinator. So I assume he's running the scheme and running the, the defense. But so I mean, Petten's going like, to have thoughts on it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, that's why I'm curious to kind of know, yeah. like, what is his role? Like when, when O'Connell brought him in here, I, I'd, I'd love to hear like what he sold him on his, his role being, is it him? Uh, you know, I don't think he's gonna have much to do with the offense. So is he not co-defensive coordinator, but is he is he game management? Big, game management maybe. Could be. Yeah, it could like, be. I, want, I mean, I, is he gonna Yeah, that's was, big. is he gonna be a guy that's up in the box that's kind of helping him on game day to hey situations you need that. and Chipper, you need that now. Yeah. That's oh, huge. Yeah. yeah. And it's especially if you I mean heck he's never called plays even O'Connell. So um I assume it'd be interesting to see I assume they'll come up today at his press conference. Like, is, is that going to be something he wants to do? Or is he going to leave that? Because he's still going to hire an offense coordinator here. Yes. 
in the next few days, I guess he's interviewing somebody that was on staff out there. Um, yes. So is that person going to call plays? Is he going to call plays? Is um, I bet he calls plays, right? That I mean, he's coming from a system where the head coach called the play. So I, right. I assume that's what he's going to do. That would be my uh, guess. But, um, but it's not the worst idea if he has a guy who's been a head coach, you know, helping him on game day with, with, uh, you know, game situations. And that's absolutely, in my opinion now, imperative, right? Like, like yeah. Zimmer Fleck. I mean, Flex, the poster yeah. child for. Why dude, hasn't that been there. a, why has, why hasn't that become a, like a, a paid uh, position uh, game manager? Phil and I have talked about that a lot, and I don't know why. Now, McVeigh did, and why I think Petten might help here, or at, at least there will be a, a game day um, help for for Kevin, is this. Um, McVeigh, if you recall back, I believe it was the first time that the Rams went to the Super Bowl and lost to the Patriots. Uh, for, former golfer assistant Jed Fish. Yeah was his game day guy and oh, like really? he would okay. be his timeout guy like call a timeout don't call a timeout do do this um was that which, his only role i think that i think that was his big his big role was on game okay. day Not to only role, help yeah. manage the game um but i used to sort of laugh about that not anymore man there is so much and if and if, if kevin's going to call plays i yeah. think that he definitely 1000 percent should have somebody who can be in his ear. Um, and so he, he he's not trying to call timeouts when he shouldn't be, or just, I mean, we've seen that because Zim could use one <laughs> and, and flex is smart. I mean, yeah, flex, flex, not, could, yeah. flex is not a dumb guy, right? His yeah. game day management's awful. Well, it, it's, you know, there's, there's, I'm sure there's that thought that, Hey dude, we're paying you whatever, eight, $9 million, whatever NFL coaches make. This is, this is your job to be able to manage a game. I mean, you should you shouldn't need help to do this. This is why we hire you as the head coach. And I get that, but I also understand that. Man, there's a lot of stuff going on on a, on a game and the emotion. The yes. you're worrying about this, you're worrying about especially if you're play, calling plays. Yes, you're probably locked in. Okay, what am I doing next? And maybe not thinking as clearly. As, and next series, I, yeah, it, yeah. And so I think it's, I think I think it'd just be smart if it, if organization said. We're going to have a guy sit up there and, and in the heat of the moment when things are kind of going sideways or getting harried, that he he can help the head coach with game management. I don't you know I don't think that's a, a knock on a coach that would need that kind of help. Challenges too, right? Because I mean, yeah. there's nothing worse yeah. than Zim looking at the replay on the jumbotron, getting pissed off and throwing yeah. the red flag. <laughs> It's like that. No, Mike, for no Mike, reason. Mike, yeah. No, don't do that. Don't throw. Don't go Ticey. Don't throw the red flag unless you you are positive about what you just saw. So yeah, yeah. I I will not knock this guy at all if yeah. if he employs and gets help. And I'm not a huge proponent of of the head coach calling offensive plays. I think it eats up a ton of time. But if he's going to, yeah. then you 100 percent have to get help with clock replays, all of that stuff. Yeah, because you know, I, I I guess it doesn't it doesn't bother me if the if the coach uh, calls the place because that's sort of you know. I want you to manage the game a little bit too. That that, that if, was but my if, but if but if it interferes with or you can tell 
then it's causing the problems with their game management in terms of just being distracted, throwing challenge flags just because they're mad. <laughs> you know, they like, like we, saw we saw from Zimmer too. I mean, there are times where yeah. Zimmer you could tell he was just mad, and so he threw it. So it's like that's not a good reason, right? No, yeah, pouting does not pouting does not constitute <laughs> costing yourself no. potentially a timeout. I'm no. mad. Where's my challenge flag? Yeah. No, Mike, don't so do let's it. throw this. Yeah, um, yeah. So I'm curious to kind of see what Petten. Uh, it's an interesting staff. I mean, you got some young guys on there. Uh, Keenan, keeping Keenan McCardell, I think it was a smart one because obviously yeah. wide receivers really liked him and it seems like everything you heard is like he's a really good coach, a wide receivers coach, so that was smart. Um, and so it's, you know, Judd, in a lot of ways, this is uh, goes a long way in determining how successful Kevin O'Connell is going to be. Who do you hire? What kind of staff do you have? Absolutely. You know, I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll, how he just, his big picture vision and uh, puts out fires and handles crises big and small and all that stuff is um, he'll learn on the job. I mean, you can't, nothing prepares you for that, but um, getting the right staff and getting a good staff in is, is, um, you know, just so important to any coach. I do sense that the defensive moves, um, at least for now, m- might mirror what McVay did too. Because if you go back when McVay got the Rams job at thirty-two, uh-huh. right? He yeah. he brought he brought in Wade F- Phillips as his first DC, and w- and the defense was really good. And I think Wade lasted like two or three years until it, it was clear that that McVay probably had gotten his confidence and knew more. Uh-huh. And and then they transitioned in the DC role to younger guys and so yeah. i'm curious if 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 donatel and petten are, are here for a cup of coffee to help out and then if things go according to plan you start to transition to you know a, a dc who is i don't know 38 or something like that could be yeah i mean it makes sense that you know you're 37 years old first time head coach you got a lot on your mind um to hire a couple really established veteran defensive guys, coordinator and Patton in his role. So he doesn't have to worry as much about that. I mean, if he had hired a young defense coordinator, that was his first time. You would, I think he would probably be constantly worrying about uh, having to oversee that or help with that, or, or just making sure that person knew he can put those defensive guys over there. I mean, you look at the veteran guys that he's hired in there. I mean, it's, it's clear. He thought, let's get established guys who, who've done this for a long time. So I don't – I'm not saying he, he has to ignore it, but – Yeah, don't ignore he, it. He don't doesn't have to ignore it. Don't do that. Yeah, we've been down there. But I think he <laughs> – but but I also think it gives him confidence that they know what the heck they're doing and he doesn't have to, like, sit in defensive meetings all the time to make sure they know what they're doing. Absolutely. Uh, so – QBs wise, that it's uh, if if you go through the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, or nine guys that, that they announced as assistants today, it's interesting yeah. to point out that Chris O'Hara was hired yeah. as as quarterbacks coach and Jared Johnson assistant QBs coach. I wonder if that one is to is to work with guys like Mond because there's no question in my mind, Kellen Mond got for the most part ignored, right? Yes. Like yeah. you're not getting reps, well, uh, you know, Koobs and the QBs coach busy with, with Kirk. And then, and it's a very savvy and smart move. If they, they said it's high time, 
that if we do potentially have backup quarterbacks, especially young ones to develop, that they they get their own handler or person that can help them. Yeah, because do you think even people internally have any idea what Kellen Mond no. is at this point? Zero. Like, is he the whole draft class? I have no clue. Yeah, yeah is he the quarterback in the future? Is he can he, can he not play? Is this? I mean, so you have to figure out what the heck you have there, and while also if if Cousins is your guy, I mean, you're getting. You know, he's doing the game plan and all that, but you, you yeah. have to figure out what you have in Kellamon, right? And so I think it's smart that they, uh, the Jared Johnson, um, I mean, he's a young guy that, young coach that really hasn't had a, that's what I'm saying. Experience. He can help. Yeah. Him exactly. I, I think it's, it's a pretty savvy idea that they have that, uh, find someone to figure out. I mean, cause you, you know, a third round pick's not a first round pick, but it's not a throwaway. It's not just a flyer in the seventh round where you say, "Well, this is." And he's a quarterback. Find he's out. A quarterback. Right? Yeah, yeah. Find you have out. to. At the end of this year, you need to find out. Okay, yes, no, or we're drafting yeah. someone else. I mean, because it can't just be. Well, we don't know yet. You know, can't be that anymore. And, and Chip, expand that statement for almost the entirety of the 2021 draft class. Like mm-hmm. I, I keep going through through that. It is remarkable how little we know. That draft class was yeah. was essentially held hostage by Mike. Darisaw, mm-hmm. we saw, and I think he'll he'll be good, a productive player. Yes. I yeah. like Darisaw, but yeah. beyond that, like how much do Wyatt Davis? Wyatt Davis could heard. be your starting right guard. He could be your starting right guard. For the life of me, I don't understand what happened there, and all we heard really was, you know, I know he's injured early. In camp and that he came in a little overweight. Well, what's a yeah, little overweight? In, okay. Oh. I mean, so he can't play the entire he's year. Nine, but he's supposed to be fat, yeah. by the way. <laughs> I know. So, it, I mean, that one just, considering all the issues they had, that he couldn't even, in a pinch, get a sniff of the field. So, I, I don't know. You know, you're basically reevaluating him to see. Like, reevaluating? I'm evaluating him. He's, he's a rookie. Or, 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 yeah. Like, no, with this new staff, you're trying yes. to figure out, like, why did he not. Why does guy not play when you had all kinds of interior line issues? Uh, what what is going on? So, um, but no, I mean, Cam Bynum, we saw you know what a little bit. I mean, he in Baltimore, when 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 Harrison was out, yeah. but yeah, I mean, there's it was like they punted on that entire draft. Mike wouldn't play. Other saw. Yeah. Mike wouldn't. Mike held them. It 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 was as if Mike could tell the divorce with. Rick was coming and mm-hmm. like he had, he, he like took the kids and took them off to a different country yeah. or something. Yeah. It's like, Mike, I like, you, you got to at least play some. It's fine not to play them all. Totally get that. Okay. Yeah. But, but when but, Rick's, but when Rick's whole thing is I drafted 15 more guys and you're like, yeah, yeah, you did, but I'm not yeah. playing 14. I'll of play one of them. Yes. Yeah, I'll play who want. Yeah. That's a massive problem. And then complain, you know, well, there's us hurt. I was expecting him to be, okay. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Yeah, well, that's yeah, and that's what's going to be interesting to see uh, a fresh set of eyes yes. on the entire roster because I mean there might be guys here that that can play that Zim just never gave him a chance because they were rookies and he yes. just, they want you know we know he, how he feels about rookies but um, so it'll be um, you know OTAs and minicamp normally make me yawn no, <laughs> but, this, but this year, year yeah. but this not year this it feels year. like this year it feels like you may. It may just be a total departure from, 
you know, the norm from in terms of you're going to find out about some guys that we haven't seen. Yeah, and they're actually going to play. And and that's where I do think that that's where there might be some incentive um to make some changes as as far as vets go because like there are probably guys on the current roster that can play that weren't trusted. And mm-hmm. if they exist, guess what? Then I can clear out a guy or or two. Um but I mean, yeah, I have starting with the combine March 1st. I haven't been this excited for for yeah. a Viking spring and summer in forever because yeah. you're right there are so many questions now that that are going to uh, basically by the time that, that you get to opening day in September that are going to be answered and have to be. And how many, how much do you think this first year will be seeing what you have versus shaking the tree and, and really disrupting the, the roster versus you've had this whole draft class and some young guys, you really haven't been able to show what they have. Let's right. see that for a year before you really strip down the, the roster. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be gradual. I think it's going to be I a too. lot. I, I think I think it's going to be a lot like and and p- people get um, mad when I do this. I think it's going to be a lot like what Bill Guerin did, because like he didn't c- come in and blow things up. He's like, oh yeah. no no, I'm going to wait to see, and then said, you're gone, you're gone, you're gone. Which is why I think that there is a better chance that if Cousins forces the, their hand contractually. I think there's a better chance, the more I think about this, they'll let him play that contract out, which will suck cap-wise for a, a year. Because if you extend him, you're committing. And I don't know that these guys are going to want to commit, nor do I know that they need to at this point in time. Yeah, the only thing with that is if 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 he does that and you play one year, will you have to cut a couple guys that you wouldn't have if he... Probably. I don't like it, but I'm just saying. If yeah. He, he's in... He's in a pretty good position to make your life difficult oh, yeah. if he wants to. Yeah. Well, which is which is, you know, Rick and Rob's fault. At, yeah. But and my point about Kirk is is this too. The one thing I don't want to do because Kirk is not going to take a cheap deal. And Kirk no, does not sign long-term contracts. He likes two th- three years. The one yes. thing I don't I don't want to do chip is I don't want to be doing purple access in 2025 with you and talking about this again, like now it's come to yeah. pass now, Kirk, yeah. cause, cause you know, cause they backed up the cap hit to then like at yeah. some point in time, you have to be free, free yourself of that. And I would, if I had to, I prefer to do that through 2022 than to find myself back here in 2025. And that's where, so much of this, Judd, will depend on their scouting department. Like, what do they think about the the, the quarterback class of next year? Not this one, because I don't think there's – I don't think you do it this year, but next year. And yes. do they keep that – does he keep that scouting department intact, or do we make changes uh, – does he make changes you, – you don't this year because you're into the – Post-draft. In your bowl and all that stuff that's already going on. You're way too far down the road. Yes, sir. <clears throat> But that's where that's where you know if you when you're talking to them you're like, wait man, there's four quarterbacks coming out next year that we would be happy, you know. Yeah. Then then you say, well, let's just have one more year and we'll just, you know, or you do what Green Bay did, you do it for three years, draft your quarterback, let him sit for a year, and then you're, you know, and then you and then you turn the page then. So I think they have options. I I mean I really think this uh, this new regime has options in terms of it's complicated. 
right? I mean, it's it's you're going to have to make some hard choices no matter which way you go in terms of not only Cousins, but just the effect it's going to have on your roster and who can stay and who can go, who's going to have to take a pay cut. Right. But um, but there's definitely – you could make a viable argument for really any of them, any of those three choices they have, trade, sit still, or, or extend. Yeah, and I, I do think that um, they'll definitely make some changes from a roster standpoint, but I do think that they'll they'll probably slow cook it a bit, see see what they have, see who would restructure, who wouldn't. Uh, but I think a year from now, it'll get the combine and March and all of that good stuff in 2023. I think will be very interesting. More so probably than this one. Well, yeah, because you can't, like, you can't put in all the different things that you're talking about, like changes maybe in analytics and, and, uh, you know, philosophy and the way you scout and draft. You you can't do that in one month, you know? No. I mean, that's, nor should you try. Nor should you try because you're, you're, I mean, you're already heavily invested in the scouting for this draft. So it's like, you can't just disrupt all that. So it's going to take, it'll take them a year, but I agree like next year is when it really could see some uh, like the massive overhaul that we, we think that's, you know, that that's going to come. Yeah. And it, it, as far as the potential uh, changes to the scouting department, those ordinarily come after a new GM's first draft. So yes. we could see changes in May or so, um, yeah, which, which right happens now. like that's not yeah. a big, that's the, no. Guys bring in their own scouting departments and things like that. Um, well, you should be you should be able to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. But but I mean, we fall in love here with. Oh, you can't get rid of that guy. I mean, I heard he was yeah. good. It's like now ch- changes occur. Um, sure. So KOC is going to be introduced as the tenth coach. Uh, we're recording this around twelve thirty on Thursday, four o'clock central on Thursday. What do you think, Chip Scoggins, is the most important thing uh, that he can say or or get across to the fan base? Um, I mean, we're going to hear a lot about collaboration right? in, in that. To me, I'm most interested, and I, I don't think we're going to get anything definitive, but quarterback. I mean, the quarterback situation. To me, that's everything, you know? I mean, that's, you know, I mean, he's coming from a, you know, I'm sure he'll spend time talking about, the things he learned under McVay and the championship culture and what it takes to win the Super Bowl and, and and I agree with that. I mean that that stuff's important and I'm sure he's gonna say collaboration's a big part of that and empowering players and that's what everybody's gonna to want to hear. But it's the quarterback. <laughs> it's it's yep. like what does your relationship with cousins mean in terms of uh you know getting if there's more to get out of him or or uh that type of thing. So to me, it's again, I don't know that we're going to get specifics today because you don't typically get those in the introductory press conference, but that to me is the the most uh, important question for him. I'm curious about this um, same position, but not so much just Kirk. I'm curious in what he believes or is willing to talk about the formula for developing one is mm-hmm. Be- because the thing with Mike in retrospect now is aside from Teddy, it's amazing how much that position got ignored. Like it was just sort of there and, and it's, ah, I yeah. don't really coach quarterbacks. I'll talk to, you know, all right. In year four, I'll talk to Kirk once a, a week. Um, 
I'm curious what the what the recipe is in a guy like O'Connell's mind for how you really go about developing this spot. Because I mean, it is now probably in in all of sports the most like difficult position as far as expectations, mm-hmm. mentality, what's expected. Um, so I real I I think that there's a ton there to unearth about O'Connell's philosophies. Mm-hmm. Um, and we didn't, I don't think, scratch the surface with Mike. Well, no. I mean, you think about it. It's like, even going back to the Case Keenum year, like when he stepped in, it's like, well, he had a horseshoe there. It's like, <laughs> like you know, it was it's a great line, never, but exactly. It was a great line, but it's like, I'm not yep. sure that's what you would say about your quarterback, that he had a horseshoe, you know, in certain situations. And so, I, yeah, just never, that was just a major, major missing component to his entire regime here, just the, the connection. And I understand part of it is you coach defense, they play offense, and so you're you're not spending a ton of time. I mean, on a given day when your defense is off doing their thing in their meeting rooms and all that, and if you're running the defense and the offense is doing that, I mean, how much overlap are you going to have with your quarterback other than practice? And so – Right. That's, but that's where I think um, – you didn't have to have an offensive guy, but it does help because there's there's no more important relationship than the head coach and the quarterback. I mean, right. just and so they're going to be together all the time, right? And so, um, but I agree. Like whether it's Kirk or you know when you turn the page and someone else is like, what is the what are you looking for? Yes, and right. how do you develop them, especially young yeah. ones? Like like there's yeah. so much here. Um, what's the what's the key? To, to taking a really good piece of clay and molding it. Yeah, because that's, that's what they can do. Because post Kirk, I I would be stunned if they go get a free agent. It's going to be yeah, a draft. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be a, a kid that you draft and develop. And so that with this regime is going to be a big uh a big thing. All right, Chip, before we go, the weekend is coming. What mm-hmm. will what is going to be after a long week of work at the Star <laughs> Tribune? What is going to be in Chip Scoggins' hand this weekend? Certainly furious. Um, I go for the bigger ones. I go for the the tall boys. <laughs> I can't get them at my liquor store. I'm very disappointed. The tall boys are nice. The I wild a, has them. Yeah, the, the tall boys. That's kind of my uh, that's my choice. Yeah, the four packs. Um, you have to make more beer runs when you do that. That's okay. But but that's. <laughs> Declan, Declan here. Wow, yeah, that's all right. He's right. Complain. Uh, Chipper, you were you were uh, you were in Kansas. Any any surly in Rock Chalk? Was did you find any surly in Kansas this uh, weekend? I did not. No, I did not. There was no surly there. Uh. Which was yeah. There, there probably is somewhere there, but it, not sure. in the uh, barbecue barbecue joints that I wound up in. Oh, that sounds like Couldn't fun. That sounds yeah. like fun. All right, Chip. Talk to you next week. Take care and enjoy your surly furious this weekend.